welcome to Single Mom Mindset, the podcast, a place for choice moms, donor-conceived people, and non-traditional families. Now let's do this thing. Welcome back to the podcast. It feels so weird to be recording a new episode after taking a week off. Everything just feels completely all over the place, but it feels really, really good to get back to the show. Um... This episode, I actually asked a bunch of you on Instagram what you would like the topic of today's episode to be about, if you would prefer mindset or the negativities and or hardships for choice moms. And honestly, it was a bit of a trick question, only because I believe that the both of them kind of go hand in hand. How exactly? Okay, stick with me. Being a choice mom has so many incredible advantages, okay? I've been at this, well, I've had Leo for, he's 16 months now, but I've been at this journey for about four years now, and it's been a journey of several ups and downs, as most of you already know, and many of you I know are choice moms yourself or are already on the journey, so you completely understand where I'm coming from. Now, there's one thing that I really wanted to jump into almost right away, and that is um, I believe that because of how we are conditioned in our lives, um, by society, our families' beliefs, religion, whatever it is, okay, the media, um, there are stigmas surrounded around single moms, divorced moms, broken homes, the whole nine. And those things have been really choked down our throats since we can remember, right? And if you're anything like me, that is something that was kind of pushed on you too, that it was a negative thing growing up. You saw, oh, that poor woman doing it all by herself oh my gosh how is she going to do it and it was always this or almost always this sad woman that's struggling that she's so unhappy Um, she's got to work three jobs Um, she never sees her kids she's always dating some jackass and it couldn't be further from the truth for the majority of us so it's almost laughable Um, But because of those things being kind of pushed on us, whether we consciously take it in or not, we develop these inner dialogues that we believe is better or worse or what is expected of us or how to have a happier life and so forth. And these are all things that are um, part of our subconscious mind, which we don't even really consciously tune into most of the time or for most of us. And... It makes me think of this story because we often internalize these things, as I say, and what it does is it, we project it into our own lives. Now just stick with me, okay? I'm going to tell you the story. When I was a kid, because again, most of you know that my brother has cerebral palsy. He has his whole life, he's been in a wheelchair and he has limited use of one of his arms and he he doesn't walk. Um, He needs assistance to get in and out of his chair and so forth, okay? Um, And growing up, that's all I knew. My brother is four and a half years younger than me. He's my best friend. Um... And I saw a lot of things. I was exposed to a lot of different types of people and disabilities and families and so forth since I was. And with that, I remember one time we went to the fireworks 
as a family when I was like we were kids. And I remember seeing this grown-up guy with a bunch of his friends, and he was in a wheelchair. And he was just independently rolling down the sidewalk with his group of friends, and he looked so happy. And I remember I must have been, gosh, I want to say like nine, I was probably like nine-ish. And I remember just looking at him in awe because I didn't know what to expect for my brother's future. So I was just looking at this guy wheeling down the sidewalk with his friends, looking happy as shit and thinking, oh my God, like this is a possibility for my brother. Like I, I wish this for my brother to have this kind of independence and to have a group of friends that he can go out with on a Saturday night to go look at the fireworks and be on his own and so forth. Right. And I'll never forget it. The guy in the wheelchair sees me looking at him because we're driving past after the fireworks. Okay. And it's all crowded in traffic, trying to leave the fireworks with like 9 billion people there. And he sees me looking at him and immediately starts shouting, what have you never seen somebody in a wheelchair? Fuck you. What am I? So such a freak or whatever the fuck he was saying. And it was just like, I was, shocked I was embarrassed because I was like oh my god like now I've hurt his feelings and that it was the furthest fucking furthest thing from what was going on in my mind there was no ridicule there was no judgment there was no shame there was just hope and sincere joy and love for this person or compassion or whatever the fuck the word is that I'm looking for it was just admiration because I just wanted that kind of life and opportunity for my brother like it literally had nothing to do with this guy no judgments no nothing and because of what society made him believe about his life and him living in a wheelchair or whatever his circumstances are he projected that onto me he didn't have a conscious thought of maybe this kid's looking at me because you know, her brother's in a wheelchair or her uncle's in a wheelchair or she's never seen a wheelchair before or something just innocent. It must be that she is some bitch child piece of trash. And to this day, that story sticks with me when I see it in myself or people around me close to me that will say like, oh, it must have been because of this or that woman must have been looking at me because of A, B, or C, whatever. And it's so important to take a step back and realize that maybe there's something going on that is positive. Maybe it's a really wonderful thing that the the reason why the person was looking at you or the reason why the person smiled at you or whatever, they weren't laughing at you. They were smiling in a genuinely kind way. Um, I think we're just so programmed to focus on the negative. And this, I believe, goes completely hand in hand with choice motherhood and single motherhood, whatever brings you to this journey, whether it's by circumstance or choice entirely. Um, I think it's important to just know yourself and be so unapologetically confident in your choice. And it takes time, trust me, for all of us, I think, or the majority of us will all agree that it takes time to get to that place. But 
when you take on a journey such as choice motherhood, your confidence needs to be, you know, locked down because you don't want to be projecting. You don't want to be feeling insecure in your choice or wishy-washy on your choice because your kids smell that energy. They pick it up. Whether you're trying to avoid passing it on to them or not, they pick it up. And there's another thing too, like I'll use another example too that you're going to be like, oh, wow, it's true. Um, Diet culture. Okay. How is this relevant? You'll see. Hold on. Like growing up, my mom kind of went in and out with dieting and it was in my family. It was talked about weight loss. Everyone was praised when they were thin. Oh, you've put on weight. What's going on? You must be stressed. Is something wrong? And so forth. And we were just praised for thinness. Okay. Because my mom got praised when she was in her best shape and how she was striving for that and how again in the tabloids and you know Britney Spears was huge at that time and she always had like her stomach showing and how cut up her stomach was and she was like super in shape and oh my god like there was so much praise around that that the majority of us internalized that that is to be um the goal right when Um, And then what happens with that is oftentimes we lose the connection between ourselves and our bodies. Half of us don't know how to fucking nourish our bodies properly. We're trying this diet, that diet, cutting calories, um, overly exercising, feeling guilty for enjoying a meal, going back for seconds. Like we're so out of tune with our subconscious and our real compass that we all naturally have when we come onto this earth. And it's really sad. And that's why when we, my point really was like, we picked that up from our parents. We picked up their insecurities about their weight and their eating habits and so forth. And most of us grew up with the, you have to clean your plate, uh, way of eating or don't be wasteful and so forth. So we lost that internal compass and forgot how to trust ourselves and eat properly and eat with the guide, which is our, our fullness, our being satisfied. Now, how the fuck does that relate to our children or donor conceived children? Um, Kids are sponges. Kids feel energy. Kids see everything. And I'm sure you can attest to it, you know, being that you were a child at one point as well. Um, Yeah, we pick up everything our parents are putting down and even the things that they're not even saying, we see. You pick up on energy. It's just, it's instinctual. So when it comes to being a choice mom, my biggest thing is to get comfortable AF with this choice before you conceive. And if you're already, you know, you're on this journey, it's time to do the work because there are going to be questions. There are going to be people that are just ignorant. There are going to be, I guess, roadblocks. 
there are going to be your own insecurities because you're a mom and being a mom is hard and it doesn't come with um, a handbook per se. Um, And you are going to screw up. You are going to make mistakes. You are going to feel like you're not doing enough and be overwhelmed and probably compare yourself to, um, I don't know, Karen on Facebook, whose house is immaculate and she makes only organic food for her children and whatever it may be. Okay. You need to know what is important to you. You need to work out why you're doing this, why you're choosing this journey. Um, and yeah, as I said, 9 million times already, you need to be confident as fuck about it. Now, how are you supposed to get to that point if you are not there yet? Maybe you have naysayers in your family. Maybe your friends think you are a lunatic. Maybe you have an ex-boyfriend that's kind of, you know, coming in and out. And it's like, uh, should I just, you know, settle with him? You know, he's not that bad. Or what if I meet my guy? Oh my gosh, I have a trip coming up this summer and... What if I meet him there? What if that's why I haven't met Mr. Right? Whatever, okay. If you're wishy-washy, we got to work on no longer being wishy-washy. And the way to do that is to, for me, and that has worked for several other moms in um, the Single Mom Mindset course, is writing things down, getting intentional about why you're doing this, why you want this, the reason why you're at this stage in your journey, and just being really brutally honest with yourself. It's you're writing it down in a journal or wherever it is that you're writing it down, but you're just being unbelievably honest with yourself. So you can have this conversation on your own to really work things out. Because honestly, for me at the beginning of my journey, I was going through a hellish custody battle, like hell on earth custody battle. Um, And I worried like, oh my God, what if she's not home? And then I have to explain to her, you know, that her sibling gets to stay home with me. And how is that going to work? How am I going to work that out? Um, what if she gets to go on a trip, like my daughter who I share, like my, um, that I had with my ex, like, what if they go on a vacation and then the child that I have on my own, we're not able to go on a vacation at that time. Like, is there going to be jealousy and envy and it's not going to be fair and how the hell am I going to work that out? And on another note, like how shitty is like daycare drop off and school drop off going to be, especially here in Montreal, like we have crazy winters the majority of the time. So you're basically, and they also don't plow the streets very well where I am anyway. I don't know about you, but um, you're basically like plowing through snowbanks with your vehicle a lot of the time. And like, what is that going to be like with two kids? Like that's going to be crazy. And all of that, I had to work out. I had to weigh as, you know, is this really a relevant problem? Am I using this as an excuse to not do something that I've been wanting to do for a long time? Is this a real problem? Is this a made up BS problem? Um, How will I navigate this if it actually does happen? I play a little bit of worst case scenario um, because Oftentimes, worst case scenario is not what happens, but it's just, what if 
this horrific, you know, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of an example right now, but uh, we're in a rush. It's a really snowy morning. I'm in a rush. I got to get Riley to school. I got to get Leo to daycare. I have to get to work. Oh my God, we're going to be late. What are we going to do? Worst case scenario. Okay. Worst case scenario is we're all late. Then what? Okay. I, what, lose my job because I'm late a handful of times? Unlikely. Um, make up the time at lunch or, you know, if your company is really that strict. I know personally at my business that the majority of the people that the company that I was working for before, um, like, I don't know how much percent, maybe 50% of the people came in late every day and didn't make up, make up the time at lunch or after work. So it was hard for me to imagine, well, I'd lose my job for that. You know what I mean? So I, I was able to be real with myself. Okay. There'd be times that maybe I'd be late. Okay. Does that mean that I don't have another family? Do you know what I mean? So I hope you're still with me and like it's making sense to you. Um, this is the first episode that I haven't written down actual notes. I just, I have this idea and these talks that I have, I guess, with myself and with my students in single mom mindset and students that I'm doing the one-on-one coaching with. And we just talk these things out because once you talk out these issues, you realize a lot of the time, like the one, the example I just gave, it's really a non-issue. It's not as big as we make it. Financially, will you be able to make this work? Well, we have to look at the numbers. Maybe it'll be really out of reach for you right now. So how do we make it an option for you in the future? What are the first steps you should take right now to get you onto the right path? These are all important things to talk about. Building your confidence around your choice, hugely important to talk about, huge to work out and get yourself on the right track with these things. Um, And yeah, that's why in Single Mom Mindset, we absolutely focus on these things. We make them a priority, getting your mindset right, your mindset right. And yeah, just so you can be unapologetic about it and so that way when you're talking about your choice your kids are picking up major positive energy from you and therefore growing up they can talk about their own story with the utmost confidence and you know be able to say why their mom chose this and you know what I mean say it with pride as opposed to shame or doubt or whatever that they could have been picking up from you when you discussed it as they were growing up you know what I mean and another thing that I wanted to touch on was the actual hardships that are a part of this journey because I believe that it's important to show the negative or the not so glamorous not so exciting bits of choice motherhood just as much as it's important to share the positives and just as much as it is important to um, empower one another and learn from one another and learn from um, donor conceived people and learn from other people's experiences and so forth. A couple of things that I want to add to this episode is just that um, it isn't all rainbows and butterflies and you know Um, I get so many DMs and messages saying, you know, oh my God, you make it look so easy. I don't know how the F you balance it all. And 
I don't know how I could ever do it. And is it, you know, uh, do you gotta get a, have a lot of help? How many people do you have in like your little so-called village and so forth? And I'm so blessed. Okay. My mom helps me. Okay. And I have my very best girlfriend. So my mom and my best friend are my biggest supporters when it comes to the kids. Um, they're really here for me. They're really here for us. I don't have 15,000 close friends that I can just drop the kids off at. I don't have, you know, close cousins and aunts and whatever that, you know, live really close that I can just, you know, pop over and drop the kids off or ask them to pick them up at school. Unfortunately, a lot of my family members live a little bit further away. So we're not able to make that kind of thing work at this time anyways. So no, I don't have an enormous village. I have a little one, but we're mini but mighty, as I like to say. Um, and yeah, the financial aspects of it, no, it's not easy. As I said in the previous um, the previous episode, um, I don't remember what episode, I'll link it at the bottom in case you haven't listened to it, but that one really dives into the finances. And yeah, like you're tired, but much like most moms, you're going to be tired. There are going to be days that you're kind of over it. You're just like, oh my God, go to sleep. Like I just, I'm touched out. I don't want anybody touching me anymore. I'm exhausted. I worked all day. I cooked dinner. I just want to like watch my trash television and have nobody talk to me. I don't want any sticky fingers near me, nothing. And honestly, there's not a mom I've ever met. And this goes for choice mom, married mom, divorced mom, mom in a relationship, whatever the, okay. We all can relate to that. Maybe not admittedly, like some people just prefer not to say that. And that's fine too. I'm not here to judge. But motherhood, no matter how you cut it, is challenging. Okay. There are days where we are like, holy shit. I'm, this is it. I'm packing up my bags. I'm out of here. I cannot. And it doesn't mean, and this is the other thing. It's like, my God, I can't admit that. That is horrific. I asked for this. My God, that makes me a horrible mom that I would just like, I just need a break. Like, give me a week vacation without them. They are driving me bananas. I can't anymore. And that's another thing that there's so much shame about and ridicule. Like, oh, you know, you chose this life. They didn't choose you. You chose to do it on your own. How did you think it was going to be? You think it was going to be easy? And it's like, fuck no, does any mom, like, what mom is going into this thinking, oh my god, I know I'm gonna need a fucking break from them. Holy shit. Like, I cannot wait for this baby to exist so I can beg my mom to watch them for four hours so I can go nap and scroll TikTok in peace. And it's like, oh my god, who wants to admit that out loud? People that are honest. And the more honest we are about it, the more normalized it'll be and the more support we can offer to one another, the more encouragement because we're being fucking honest about how hard it can be sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with that because again, all the moms can relate, okay? We're tired. The majority of us are working and whether you're working out of the house or in the house, you're a stay-at-home mom or whatever your circumstance, I'm talking most of the time it's, you know, moms that have a partner that are stay-at-home moms. But in that case, like there's, it's, there's no 
less than, better than, uh, more deserving of a break situation. We're all tired, okay? We all deserve a break. We all are deserving of a, you know, bitch fest where it's like these kids, oh my gosh, like I cannot with them. Like they are driving me nuts. And to feel supported in that, we are all fucking deserving of that. Like, let's normalize that shit really quick because there are too many choice moms that I've had that conversation with. And it actually makes me mad for us as a community. Like, the other moms are allowed to be upset about it. Okay. We're starting to normalize that. You have a lot of influencers and TikTokers and whatever um, talking about how the moms are just tired and overwhelmed and you know how our partners should step up or whatever but then there's no talk about the choice moms or the solo moms and it's like well honey you signed up for this a lot of moms that are in relationships also signed up for it so i don't know i just i think that it's just absurd that there's like negativity surrounding honesty and genuine feelings that are completely normal to have um so yeah there are hardships it's not all beautiful all the time all joy newborn snuggles all the time it's really not a lot of the moments are beautiful just like motherhood in general is a wonderful experience but it's also hard sometimes and I think it's important to just be transparent about that. And if you add a fertility journey into it that is a challenging one, it makes it all that more challenging. Um, just it works on your nerves and your stress and just um, a lot of difficult emotions come up with that too for many women. And that's why I made that a large part of single mom mindset. Um, there's also, I don't know if I've announced it yet on the podcast, so I'll just take an opportunity to let you know of the things that are now available that have launched on the site, um, along with the single mom mindset course, which is the nine module, um, self-paced course for women that are on this choice mom journey. If you're just starting out, if you're looking into the fertility aspects, um, I certainly recommend checking that out because there's something for everyone in there. Um, it's literally, I formatted it to be the only course you will ever need as a choice mom. It's, it's all the books, all the Google searches, all of the, um, girlfriend talks, all of that, that you'd ever need literally all in one place. Another thing that I just recently launched was one-on-one coaching and it's a one session, it goes on like a one session at a time basis and it's just to have a one-on-one conversation, one-on-one coaching sesh, just you and I to talk through any of the specific challenges or hiccups that you may be experiencing in your own journey. And lastly, the most recent launch is um, Surviving Motherhood, and it is a mini guide. Um, It is like a tiny fraction of the cost of single mom mindset. Everybody's jumping on it and loving it. Um, It's just a mini guide that dives into um, learning to be confident as a mother, uh, releasing overwhelm, stop judging yourself and comparing yourself to other women. Um, I definitely recommend jumping into that one. And yeah, some new things are coming out probably in February. So keep your eyes open for that. 
and everything will be linked here at the bottom. And I think that's all we have for the episode today. I'm so grateful to you for being here. I'm so happy to get back into the podcast energy. Um, And yeah, come back next time because we have a very fun guest. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and come back next Thursday for an all-new episode. Bye!